doing the Tznim of the Hayyayim Yoyim. If I may have your attention, I put on a whole stack of papers there. Please help yourselves to them. And as you know, on Fridays we do the biography of the Rebbe. And on Sundays we do the Tznim of the Hayyayim Yoyim. We're doing the Hayyayim Yoyim proper. For God's help, Be'ez Hashem is And we're in the Hayyayim Yoyim of Chav Gimel Kislev. It's page A. The sheet that you have has four Hayyayim Yoyim, four pages on it. I enlarged it a little bit. Chavgimel Kislev. Now, it happens, thank you very much, that Chavgimel Kislev and Chavdaot Kislev's Hayyayim Yoyim are a hamshech, they're a continuation. So what I would like to do is I want to read both of them to you, with you. We'll read them together inside. And after we read them, we'll us about them. Okay, so again, page A, the last entry on the page, and as our minig is, and as the Rebbe wants it, we're going to read even the Shiurim, although we're not going to study the Shiurim, because we don't begin to understand the connections, even though there are connections. So we'll begin with the Shiurim, Gimel Kislev Hei Tov Shin Gimel, and the Shiurim are Chumish, Vayeshev Reviyim Pirish Rashi, Tilim Kapitol Kuchestel Kuf Yud Beis, Tanya Vehine Achar Amorim Hanau. The last part of the introduction to the Tanya. Now we read the entry of the Hayyim Yem, and it says, from the Sikhas of my grandfather, Aazmur is Adeni, Ali, Zikni, Meiri, Rabbi. Remember, the, the Hayyim Yem is written that the first person is the Friedrich Rebbe. Although the Rebbe compiled the Hayyim Yem, he compiled it in the Friedrich Rebbe's letters, the Sikhas, and my mother. And also from others, he, from others, but the first person, the principal, of the Ayayim Yayim. It's written as though the Fidik Rebbe is speaking, even in instances where he's quoting somebody else. So, Amur, Adeni Avi, made the Rabbi is the Rebbe Rashad. Azmur, Adeni Avi, Zikni, made the Rabbi is the Rebbe Rashad. And sometimes it's the Tzemach Tzedek. But when it's the Tzemach Tzedek, he would say, Azmur, Tzemach Tzedek. When he simply says, Azmur, Adeni Avi, Zikni, made the Rabbi, it means the Rebbe Rashad. During Three days until Shabbos. Shabbos is the preparation for Shabbos. If Shabbos zokted in Zayhar, it's written in the Zayhar regarding Shabbos. The minei from Shabbos, mizborchin kulu yomim, all days are blessed. Kulu yomim, all the days is kol sheishes yemei hashavua. It's all the six days of the week. Un vasayv dem. That on these six days, and they're being blessed from Shabbos. Hashem gave us a basic blessing, an encompassing blessing, an all-encompassing blessing, quote, God Almighty will bless you, and everything that you're going to do. First of all, we all said L'Chadaydi Friday night, at least some of us, or most of us said L'Chadaydi, right? And one of the things we say about Shabbos is, Ki, He, Mekayr, Habracha, right? Zohar v'shamed. No, which piece is it? No. 
One of the Lachadaydis we say that he, that Shabbos, is the Makeir Abracha. Let us go to a Shabbos, he, Makeir Abracha, is the root of all blessings. In fact, in, in fact, in, Gemara, it's written, and he sanctified Shabbos. So in one point it says that Balche the man the kitchen man. He blessed it with the man and he sanctified it with man. And of course this is most ironic that the blessing and the holiness of the man is connected to Shabbos. And the one day a week that there was no man was Shabbos. And it's discussed in Chassidus and Kanamakim. But the idea also is that every blessing comes from Shabbos. Shabbos is the source of all blessings. Shabbos, my name is Baruch Kuliyamin. And the irony is that it's conceivable that the blessings of Shabbos don't come down on Shabbos. And the mysticism behind it is because on Shabbos we go up. But all the blessings in the six days of the week come from Shabbos. And this is what the Rebbe is saying. Okay? Um, and I'm going to begin again from the beginning. Uh, forgive me for repeating myself. Okay? By the, ask, by the, by the, by the uh, colon. First line. Read again. Three days before Shabbos, preparation for Shabbos. And he explains. If Shabbos is written in the Zayar, the name is Baruch and Kula Yemen. From Shabbos, all the days of the week are blessed. Kula Yemen is Kosher Tismashavuah. Kula Yemen means all six days of the week. But if there are Mother regarding which God Almighty gave Abrahakhalas a general blessing, God Almighty will bless you. Everything that you're going to do. The birchas hashabbos will follow the malachim. The idea that Shabbat blesses is before and after. In other words, what is the translation of the words Shabbos? My name is Barakol Yemen. Shabbos blesses all the six days of the week. There's two ways to split that. There's two ways to split that. When you say Shabbos blesses the week, there's two possibilities. Number one, the logical possibility is that Shabbos comes first, and then comes Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, blessed from Shabbos. Comes the next Shabbos, and that Shabbos blesses the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, which comes beyond it. Right? We understand that. But there's another possibility, and this is what the Reb Marash is suggesting. Shabbos blesses six days. What six days? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. The three days before Shabbos are also part of the blessing of Shabbos. So in other words, since we have two options about how we can define the blessing of Shabbos, and logically the blessing of Shabbos is what follows Shabbos, so the Rebbe says no. We're going to come with a different approach, a more novel approach. And the more novel approach is that Shabbos plus all days of the week, the three days before Shabbos and the three days after Shabbos. And I'll explain this soon more at length. Says the Rebbe, the achana to Shabbos, the preparation for Shabbos, which is also part of Shabbos blessing, is Meyem Dal begins on Wednesday. Under Anzog, and the indicator, the command to start preparing for the new Shabbos, that the blessing of the new Shabbos already began, is the Kleine Lekunerana, the small Lekunerana, no? Vasis Gimel Psukim, it's all of three Psukim. We all pray. 
I hope. I mean, <laughs> if we can. And of course, we say, Yem Yem Nishim Shabbos Yim Sheni. On Wednesday, we say, Kel Nakamas. Kel Nakamas, I'm not mistaken, it's Kapitel Tzadik Gimel in Tilim, Tzadik Dalad in Tilim. But we don't just say Kel Nakamas. The last three Pshukim of the Shir Shayim of Wednesday is Lachunar Anana, is Kapitel Tzadik K. It's the only Shir Shayim which has this. It's three Pshukim additional. Why? Because the preparations for Shabbos begin Wednesday. So the Marash says that's also part of the blessing of Shabbos. Shabbos blesses that there should be a preparation for Shabbos. Turn over the page, if you don't mind, please. And again, we're going to read the, the whole entry. Yem Chamishi, Chavdal, Kisav, Erev Chanukah, Etav Shem Gimel. Thursday, Chavdal, Kisav, Erev Chanukah of 1942-43. Shiyurim, Chumish, page Vav, top of the page. Shiyurim, Chumish, Vayeshim, Chamishi, Perish Rashi, Tilim, Kapitel, Kufiud, Gimel, to Kufiud, Chas. Tanya, Perikal, Tanya, until Panamotera. Hemshech. You see what I'm reading? Hemshech. That's a continuation. We just said this. Let's repeat it. Marash said in El Tafesh, the Shabbat blesses all the days of the week, but the way we and it says, the is a blessing in everything, and the blessing in everything comes from Shabbos. How do we understand this? Each Shabbos blesses the three days before and the three days after. The three days before are part of the blessing of Shabbos, and the blessing is to prepare. What's the translation of these three passages and their blessing? Of An ordinary measure, but midas kalado, the measure of praise. In other words, not for tzaddikim or very holy exalted people, for average people. What is the message of luchunerana? Mitzvah. It's Wednesday. A person begins to think. Ruvet menemen of Shabbos. Who are we going to have for Shabbos? We mean that also pashat kishke and chalms and fish, but also the beruchnius. What does it mean? How are we going to have a Shabbos? Aruchnius like a Shabbos. Hein bepashtus. First of all, bepashtus materially. Un hein mitvas vet men Shabbos. What are we going to have Shabbos with? Veret marash chedidik. It becomes unpleasant. It becomes uncomfortable. You don't have what you need for Shabbos. Let nishgut. Right? Is the eight to the chuner alana? Get the sing. Get the sing. Tai jizrev. Make your heart to sing, but talk, have to trust in the Abish. But as Kum Donashtik, Thursday comes, as Vetnant is a Shabbat. It's close to the Shabbat still. Unless it's Nakhal's Nita, we still don't have what we need. Is Yamot Naranitzach, Naranit Zichnisht. It's so hard to sing, it's very difficult to have the talk. We understand that it's not enough to have the talk, we have to do something, we have to make a preparation. So what do you do? As Mazid, Donishtik and Nacht. We sit Thursday night. And we learn Chsidis. Yamot. It's Friday that happens, and Friday comes. We feel, we experience how we're going to have Shabbos. What are we going to have Shabbos? Because Kikeo, God of Avayo, Melo, God of the game, and we know that the Abishad is great and he's a great king. 
Shabbos Sayyid. And this is how we eat Shabbos. Wednesday he starts to prepare. And Wednesday he says, I have nothing to get ready for Shabbos, but I trust. And Thursday he realizes, I can trust that ain't enough. I gotta do something. And you prepare yourself for Shabbos with the Avaid of Thursday night, Shabbat Atah, which we'll be talking about in Mitzvah Shem, and when we prepare ourselves for Shabbos, Shabbos, then we have a real Shabbos. And the Rebbe concludes, We don't finish with Mincha. And I must tell you, the Rebbe calls this Midah Memutas, Midah Kaladam. I don't know how to say this subtly. I, I don't do this. I, I, I don't sit a whole Thursday night and learn Chasidus. So I guess I'm not Mamutza. If anybody is Mamutza, please raise your hand so we'll know what an average person looks like. But the Rebbe said, this is not a high Madrega. It's not a high Madrega. It's an ordinary Madrega. I push it to person. Comes Wednesday. He starts to worry what's going to be Shabbos. And not the kishka and the chal from the fish. But Shabbos. And he has trust in the Abish that Thursday he gets into a bad mood. So Thursday night he prepares himself and then he has a Shabbos. No, this is an average person's avoider. All main chenyirot. I don't mean it to be sarcastic, but I mean to put it in a, in a certain light. Now, we, this this uh, this double hayyim yayim. This is uh, <laughs> is there's a lot there's a lot that we need to discuss and learn. And this is why we're talking learning the hayyim yayim to see the depth, to appreciate a little bit what, what the hayyim yayim means. Especially the pshutah should make it. This hayyim yayim is very 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 rich. And let me begin from the beginning. There are two statements which are and are not contradictory. The first statement is, this is an Allah, a niggle detail, and it also happens to be common sense. Mishetarach be'erev Shabbos yechel b'Shabbos. You want to have food to eat on Shabbos? Work a whole week. That's all. week you don't work. You're not going to have what to eat Shabbos. It's not rocket science. It's not Kabbalah. It's not Oymik. It's Pashtas. Shabbos. We're not allowed to work. Right? You're not even allowed to have a lach nefesh. Shabbos you can't do anything. You can't even cook. So if you want to have on Shabbos you have to prepare before Shabbos. This every person understands. And the same is true also Baruchnias. Shabbos is a special avoidu, which I'll explain to you momentarily. But you only have Shabbos if you work during the week. If all week you don't work Shabbos, you don't have Shabbos either. I mean, yeah, Shabbos happens. But like Al Rebbe says in the end of Tanya, the Thimiyas Shabbos and the Shabbos. The outer Shabbos and the inner Shabbos. The outer Shabbos is not to do malacha, to go to show and to eat shom. The inner Shabbos is to experience the connection to the Abishnan. For this you have to have an inner preparation. The other statement is, one moment, Shabbos, my name is Baruch and Kul Yehman, the one that the Rebbe quotes here, the Shabbos blesses the subsequent days. No, so which is it? It's Shabbos drawing from the weekdays, or the weekdays drawing from Shabbos. Which is it? Is it that because you work a whole week, you have a Shabbos? Or because you have a Shabbos, you have a to work all week? Which is it? Which is it? And the answer, of course, is both. 
because life is a cycle. The week before empowers the subsequent Shabbos. The subsequent Shabbos, the Shabbos empowers the blessing. It's blessing for the next Shabbos. That's how it is. It's 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 really a ratzay v'shev. Shabbos is going up, and the whole week we have to bring it all down. So the week before gets us to Shabbos, and the Shabbos inspires the subsequent week. Yeah, like a person who has to work very very hard for nasa, and he needs spiritual panasa. Shabbos is spiritual panasa. He goes to show, he listens to a shir, he does a little extra, he sings a shanigan, he closes his eyes and he warms his soul. It gives him kayak for the whole week. The, the Shabbos is inspired by the Avaidah the week before, and the Shabbos blesses the subsequent week. This we all understand. Go ahead, what did you want? <laughs> You're asking a very good question. <laughs> In one of the many things that ever mentioned is that we have to connect rocket science to halacha. He said, for example, if you're standing on the moon. Never spoke about these kinds of questions. We're just what you said. Never said the tater always grows. But how could tater always grow if tater never changes? grow, what's the answer? Tater doesn't change. The question, the, 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 the world changes and Tater has to you have to find how in the Tater you have all the modern questions. And one of the most significant modern questions is the one you raised. And there are two separate questions. One is being on the moon and keeping Shabbos. And the other is being in a rocket keeping Shabbos. I'll tell you what the difference is. Because if you're in a rocket keeping Shabbos, you circle the earth many times during a day. There, there are day and night to be every hour almost. They go 18,000 miles an hour. The, 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 the circumference of the earth is 24,000 miles an hour. In other words, every hour they circle three quarters of the world in an hour. How do you keep Shabbos? Uh, the answer to that question is a better question. But a question that I've already written about in the holy books. What do you do if you live in a place that has six months night and six months day? This question has been addressed in Halacha and Paskin. And the answer is you keep Shabbos of a different community. How you choose which community to keep Shabbos by is another question. But this is a question which is already raised in the holy books. And let me just tell you, I'm not a rabbi. But you're asking a good question. Okay, anyway. Let's get back to... Uh, let's get out of the rocket science. Get back to the earth. If you don't mind. Um... <clears throat> Shabbos is six days you work and then you have Shabbos. If you wouldn't work six days, you can't have Shabbos. Again, the chitzonius of Shabbos you could have. You could have, you know, but you don't, you know, you're not, not turning on a light, you're not driving in a car, and so on. But the pnimius of Shabbos you cannot have unless you worked six days a week. And Taka worked in the Yana Pnimius. The six days after Shabbos are blessed by the Shabbos that preceded it. What does this mean? To explain what this means requires a 
Hakdama, an introduction about what is Shabbos. Shabbos is a very, very unusual mitzvah. We have 613 mitzvahs, right? And they fall basically, at least according to the Rambam, into two neat categories. Mitzvah say and mitzvah Slaysa. So do's and don't do's. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Okay, fine. But there are a lot of very interesting, odd mitzvahs. Some of them are funny. They're very difficult to put in a category. For example, there's a category of a mitzvah which you can only do by mistake. You did it on purpose, it's not a mitzvah. <laughs> you can only do it by accident. It's the mitzvah of shikha. Shikha is that if you leave a, a, a bundle of grain in the field, I hakama, or if it's, it hasn't even been cut, but you cut, you harvest in your field, you left over a certain amount. If it's less than a, a, a goyim, less than a so'a, if you deliberately leave it in the field, stucker it is. It's a high madrig in stucker because it's not in the face of the. You don't know which poor person took it, but that's a separate mitzvah. Shikha it's not. It's a mitzvah say which you can only do by accident. And of course, Hasidus makes from this a shturim. What's the shot of mitzvah you do by accident? That a person is so one with the Abish that they do mitzvahs without wanting to. That's a very high madrig. That's the tnimius of the Indian of Shikha. It's the only positive commandment that's performed by not doing anything. The only positive commandment that's done by not doing. What do you do, Shabbos? Do nothing. As we do, Shabbos. How do you keep Shabbos? You rest. Okay, I understand that. I'm not allowed to make fires. I'm not allowed to... Whatever it is that I want to say, I shouldn't carry boulders. The negative commandment of Shabbos, we all understand. I'm not allowed to do 39 different categories of work I'm not allowed to do. What's the positive mitzvah of Shabbos? You'll ask a lamb, you'll ask a scholar, you'll ask him a falpel. He'll tell you, what's the mitzvah of Shabbos? Kiddush! That's the truth. That's the din. Minatayda, halachically, the mitzvah of Shabbos is to make Kiddush Friday night and Kiddush Abdullah. Abdullah is also Kiddush. That's Shabbos. But Kiddush you make for one second. What's keeping, what's the mitzvah to say of Shabbos 24 hours? That in the beginning of Shabbos I made Kiddush. No, rest. Menucha. Menucha mimalacha, resting from work. That's how I keep Shabbos. What am I doing? You know, in the yeshivish world, what's the chalais? What is the act? What's the proactivity of keeping Shabbos? Don't work. Okay, so I'm not working is an inaction. It's what I'm not doing. What am I doing? I'm resting. What kind of work? What kind of? What am I doing? What am I doing? And the answer of Oisai is it depends what I did before. What makes the rest on Shabbos rest is the work you did during the week before. If you didn't do anything the week before, you're doing nothing. And it's talking about Shabbos. If you work, wait, 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 wait. If you worked during the week, then 
Shabbos, your rest is an activity. It's called Shvisam Mimalacha. I'm resting from work. And of course, the exotic people in this room know that there's three Madregas in Shabbos. Shvisam Mimalacha is Friday night. Shabbos morning is a higher level. And Shabbos afternoon is a higher level still. But what does it mean? Pashat the Pashat. Let's give a simple example. And you've heard this example before. All over Hasidah, this example is cited. People have ideas. Visions. The best muscle Hasidah always uses, he first wants to build a house. There's probably a reason why this muscle is always used, but that's the muscle. A person decides leaving his bias to build a house. A house is a big project. He's a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money, a lot of material, a lot of cooperation, a lot of collaborative efforts. It involves many people and many things and all that other stuff. You have to be committed to it. When you undertake a project of this magnitude, you have to really want. Yeah? Because if you don't really want, you give up after 15 seconds. It's too much of a burden. What's the motivation? Why does a person carry it through? Why does a person have an idea to build a home and he actually builds it? What's the answer? Because before he starts building, he thinks about it. In the real world, that's called fantasy. He's visualizing a home. He pictures his beautiful house up on the hill. And this visualization, this fantasy, crystallizes. He thinks about it once, then it's only a fantasy. When he thinks about it a second time, he's trying to see if the the fantasy has any relevance. Until he actually creates for himself a model of his home in his imagination. Not just basically, but every detail. And perhaps he even anticipates what the effort's going to be. And it gives him great pleasure. It gives him unbelievable pleasure. It gives him unbelievable fulfillment, satisfaction to visualize his dream home, his model home, his perfect home. That fantasy, that inspiration, and the pleasure it gives him is what motivates the building of his home. That's why he does it. He does it because... He does it... He does it because he has this warmth, this inspiration. But it's a very interesting real fact, real phenomenon, and that is, he has this visual, he has this fantasy, he lets it stir, he lets it simmer, he cooks in it, and then he goes ahead and starts to do it. He makes calls, he talks to people, he makes consultations. The moment he starts getting involved, and the more involved he gets, the less and less and less he can feel the joy of the promise of this home. Why? He's busy. He's busy with apprehensiveness, with nervousness, with cupping, with with unplanned obstacles, with distractions, with losses of money, with bad products, with the wrong earth, with all kinds. A million and one things go wrong when you do something right. And it's part of the program. If you can't deal with it, you can't deal with it. And this person is constantly encountering obstacles. He doesn't have time to enjoy his dream home. It ain't a dream home. Right now it's a, it's a stark reality of a, head, a headache, a big one. He doesn't even know if he's going to see it through. When is he going to have pleasure? When he's finished. So the initial motivation was pushing to build a home because he sees the finish, he sees the end of the house. 
the reward, when is he going to regain, when is he going to have a second time, that joy that he experienced when he anticipated building the home, when he finished, as we say, Taka Friday night on Lachot Deidi, Shev Maiseh Machshavot Chila. Shev Maiseh, the final product, was the first fantasy, the first Machshavot. That's why you went through all that effort. You wouldn't have gone through it if not for the initial visualization. The first Dimye, the first fantasy of the home, is the basis for the final product. That's what motivates it. And when you finish, you enjoy it again. In a smaller sense, no, not a complete sense, but in a smaller sense, a project of this magnitude does have steps and stages. For example, you have to lay the foundation. Now, I don't know anything about architecture, which is why I'm not to talk about it. If I knew about it, I would know how complicated it is. I would make myself dizzy. Because I don't know anything about it. How can I change it? But architecture and foundations are not just about cement and cement and steel. You have to lay down the cables for the electricity and for the phones and for the plumbing. It has to go under the ground. And so many different groups of people have to come in with their tools and with their machines and their measuring devices and put things here and there. And everything has to be measured to the square inch. Nothing is allowed to move. And then finally one day they come along and they pour the cement and ah, there's no more water. <laughs> there's actually a dry deck bottom of the hole in the ground that's one day going to become a home. When you see the spikes poking up out of it where they're going to lay the bricks and I'm sure you understand this. When you finish the foundation the house is not up. But you have something you can admire. You've finished a step, a stage. So if the builder or the the uh, investor comes to look at the foundation and says, ah, wonderful. And he takes his ruler and he measures it. And the distance between this wall and this wall is exactly 19 feet, 12 inches and 3 eighths as it's written in the plans. Oh, <laughs> he has a no. He sees the exactness. But the pleasure here too is from a culmination. The pleasure is not in the work. The pleasure is not in the frustration. The pleasure is in its end. When you finish it, you can observe it. Then they bring in the next group of guys and they put up steel. In a matter of two, three weeks, the whole building goes up. 20 stories, 30 stories. Steel, girders, these big, huge steel beams. They're up in place. And when it's finished, they come again and they look at it and they say, wow. It's, it's a step in the process. Then they have to start, of course. Steel is not a house. It's it's a grid, it's a skeleton. They have to put in walls and ceilings and plumbing and electricity and all kinds of... It's very, very difficult. Staircases, it's a very... Windows, doors, it all takes a lot of effort and a lot of wisdom. There's so much chokhmah, so many different chokhmahs involved. And so on and so forth. And of course, when the house is completed, then you have a real culmination, a real sense of pleasure. Yiddishkeit Rabbi Sai is life. It's Avodis Hashem. But it's how Avodis Hashem is a reflection of life. Or life is a reflection of Avodis Hashem. And one of the serious events in that process is Shabbos. As I told you many times, on a weekly basis it's Shabbos, on a yearly basis then you keep keep it, and in the terms of a lifetime it's a yotzah. Yotzah is also Shabbos. It's, it's, it's a day of Aliyah. That's why you make such a big simcha out of it. What happens when Shabbos comes? You are told stop, stop. What happens when you stop? You can pay attention. You can see what you've achieved. When you're busy working, you have no time to notice what you've accomplished. You're in the middle. You stop working, you can afford to step back and look and say, Ah, I 
schwitzt in Horowitz that I've achieved. I achieved. If you never stop, you don't see that. If you stop every day, <laughs> you don't see that either. But if you stop once a week, Taylor says, after six days of work with a time Shabbos, you can have pleasure from your work. And of course, the pleasure of Shabbos is directly proportional to the work you invested a whole week. If you wasted your week, Shabbos is not pleasurable at all. It's not resting on Shabbos. There's no menucha. There's no joy. There's no pleasure. The pleasure from Shabbos, in other words, what's the job of Shabbos? To enjoy what you did a whole week. Assuming you did something all week. If you didn't do anything all week long, what's the still? The Rebbe explains it using this form. That it says in the Mishnah, in Shabbos, there are 40 minus 1 types of service, of work, you know how to do on Shabbos. The primary Malachas, you know how to do on Shabbos, are 40 minus 1. So of course, they don't correct the Kasha. 40 minus 1 equals 39. So the mission should take 39. 40 minus 1 equals 39. So the Chesidus explains because there's actually 40 types of work. 39 types of work, you're not allowed to do. And the 40th work, eat. Right, see, through the past, Nakadeb always brings Hachedesh, Vazereya, Vahadosh, right? I skipped. Whatever the case is, the, the, the malachas of Shabbos are all about getting food ready. Eleven malachas deal with food. A whole bunch of malachas deal with writing. So you have working over skins and cutting the skins and, and writing. All the malachas. The malachas are divided up into several groupings that deal with proactive things. What's the bottom line? Everything you do, you know, do on Shabbos is about preparation. It's not about living. It's about cooking food, <laughs> preparing paper, preparing meat. You have to shecht it, right? You have shechita, and you have all these malachas, and bishel. It's all about preparation. What does it mean mystically? What does it mean spiritually? The Abish that created a world, and he left it for us to fix. Um, this day the Abish arrested that he cre- from everything that he created Lasis. What does Lasis mean? Because Abish made a perfect world, an all ready to go world, but it was designed as Saki. Yeah, the Gemara says when Mashiach comes, What does that mean? You're hungry, you go out into the tree and you pick a cookie. Your clothing are, are not fitting you right. You go out into the tree and you take off a silken out, outfit that grows on the tree and it'll fit you. But we don't live in that kind of a world. That's what doesn't make a matter about Mashiach. You want to have outfits? No problem. The Abish gives you the materials. How? There's an animal called a sheep. Another sheep, there's wool. Cut it. Clean it. Right? That's called goises and mamalave. Uh, give you clothes. So a whole week you're getting yourself ready to live. <laughs> Shabbos, you live. You don't cook, you eat. You don't make clothes, you wear them. The, the whole idea of Shabbos is anything that's about getting ready is done already. Or in other words, just like
when Mashiach comes, you go out in the tree and you pick a cookie off the tree and you take the silken outfit which grew on a tree naturally and you put it on and you have what to wear. Shabbos is me'ene lamab. It is now time for work, the time to live. But what kind of quality of life is there if life has no purpose? The purpose of life is to work itself. The purpose of life is the, is the whole exercise of taking Abish's world and making it more perfect. On Shabbos, you step back and you look at the world and say it's beautiful. You look at your contribution, what you added, what you changed in the Abish's wealth, and it gives you pleasure. So Shabbos, you're not resting, you're not doing nothing. You're living. What is your living? You're enjoying the work that you did a whole week. But if a whole week you wasted your time, it's not a Shabbos. That's the Taich. Mishatarach ba'erev Shabbos yechol b'Shabbos. You want to eat on Shabbos work. We don't only meet if you want to eat kishke and chant and fish. And kigel, tzai kigel, dra kigel, tzai kigel. So you have to work a whole week. We mean spiritually. You want to experience Oynek Shabbos. And not Oynek Shabbos from the Kugel. But Oynek Shabbos from Kedushas Shabbos, The sanctity, the holiness. The idea, right? What do we say in Shabbos davening? Shabbos is only for Jewish people. Goyim are allowed to do most mitzvahs. If they want. Shabbos are not allowed to keep Shabbos. Shabbos is a bris between the Elvish and Yidin period. Shabbos is given only to Yidin. What is Shabbos? It's the menucha. It's the pleasure from the avoy that we did a whole week. But you have to work a whole week for Shabbos to have meaning. Now you do hotter than scriptures on Shabbos. Re- whole week rests on Shabbos. Now you do a whole week does nothing. doesn't rest on Shabbos. He's restless on Shabbos. And on Sunday and on Monday too. So therefore Shabbos, the proactivity, what are you doing on Shabbos? You're resting. What am I doing? What rest is not a thing, it's a non-thing, it's not an action, it's an inaction. And the answer of course is what I'm doing on Shabbos is experiencing the light and the joy of the avoid of a whole week. The Tarach Bera Shabbos, the work before Shabbos, defines the rest, the pleasure of Shabbos. That's how it's explained in Hasidus. And of course, Kabbalistically, the world goes from a level of speech to a level of thought. The world rises up to a higher level, so we rise up to a higher level, and we're able to experience the pleasure of our Vedas Hashem, of Abirudim. And another example for this is Aishas Chayel. Friday night, we say Aishas Chayel. Now, of course, why do we say Aishas Chayel? Because the husband comes home, and the house is ready for Shabbos. The house is clean, the dishes are washed, the food is ready to eat, and what did he do? He went to work. So he's praising his wife for Shabbos. That's why you say Aishas Chayel, right? Apikabola, that's not why you say Aishas Chayel. But that's also why you say Aishas Chayel. Apikabola, Aishas Chayel goes on the Nishomen. Male and female. And Friday night, the Nishama comes home. A whole week, the Nishama descends into the dark alleys, into the underground, to the place of Klippe. To be Mavana Birurim, the elevates parts. Friday night, and the Shama comes home to Elakus, comes home to her husband, her husband is Abish to himself. And we're praising the Shama for her efforts. Read Aishas Chayel. Read it. But just understand that it's describing the ascent of the Shama into this world, and then Friday night it's being praised for its ascent, it's coming home. 
She gets up middle of the night. Vatit in Tera Flavesa. She brings home. Chagraba Eiz Masneva to Amid. They said the whole Eishes Chayel describes the struggle of an Eshama in this world. Friday night, the Eshama has no struggle, and you're praising the Eshama. You're lifting up. You're bringing the Eshama back into the world of Atzilus, the place where there is no work. That's Shabbos. That's Shabbos. That's the idea of Shabbos. Of Pichsidis. Of Pichimis Hanyan. That's Shabbos. Okay, so this is what they have Shabbos is. After Shabbos, we have to go back to work, right? After Shabbos, we have to go back to work. We don't want to go back to work that much on Shabbos. We smell the psalmim to, to placate, to quiet the neshama. You say to the pain that we have, that we're losing our extra neshama, right? Not the Shabbos thing, the psalmim. Um, in Lubavitch is given the Feter Yosele. <laughs> you never met the Feter Yosele? The Feter Yosele was the Tzemach Tzedek's uncle through marriage. If you know the early history of Lubavitch, and I mean the city of Lubavitch, there were two famous personalities. And these two famous personalities were the Rebbe's of the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe was born in Lozhna. Lubavitch is 10 miles from Lozhna. Was very young, the Valshemtev commanded the Rebbe's parents to move to Lubavitch because Lavan had too many people. The Valshemtev was very worried about Ayin Hodeh. So he moved to Lubavitch. Lubavitch had two personalities the Rav and the Magid. Rav Yasef was the father in law, Rabbi Sahabed Tabilnike was the son in law, and originally Rav Yasef was the Rav. And the base of used to sneak off, would run away, disappear, go to the Bashad, no one knew he was a Hasid. And the community fell in love with his Aiden, with the Bishakabed. And at a certain point, they somehow find the right words to tell him, Rabbi, we like your son-in-law. But he was his son-in-law, so he didn't get angry. So, so the Bishakabed became the Rav, and the base became the Magid. But evidently, there were several Bishakabed and several Yabesis. In other words, the Bishakabed had a Yasef himself. This Yasef, I think it was the second Yasef, was the Tzemach Tzedek's uncle. Either he was married to the Bshom Shachna's sister, that's mid, or the Bshom Shachna's Zivik Shein, the father, lost his, his wife. The Rebbe was a young man. The Rebbe passed away. She was maybe 30 years old. Less than 30 years old, 27 years old. So he remarried. He had more children. So Machtadik had half brothers and sisters from the second Zivik. I believe that the Bshom Shachna's second Zivik was the sister of Rebbe Yassala. So Rebbe Yassala was the Machtadik's uncle. And he was called the Feta there was the Feta label, Feta labels Al Trebbe's brother, the Maril, and there was the Feta Yasala. There's a whole story how, when the middle Rebbe was nostalgic, the Tzemach Tzedek was saying he should be Rebbe, and the Yasala was saying the Tzemach Tzedek should be Rebbe. So the story goes, a story within a story. But they used to learn together the Chavrusa, they learned together. And they once learned a certain union in Teda, and they had a question and didn't have an answer. And they went to sleep with the question. At night, both of them had a dream. The Al Trebbe came to them as they were learning and he answered the question. The Feta Yasala wakes up in the morning. He remembers the dream, but he doesn't remember what the Al Trebbe said. He walks into the Tzemach Tzedek. Tzedek had already written up the answer. 
I wish I could talk in Yiddish. <laughs> I don't mind English, but this you have to say in Yiddish. A Yid walks into the Feta Yasala on a Matzah Shabbos. On a Matzah Shabbos. And he's pacing his room, pacing back and forth, pacing. And he's saying to himself, I'm assuming he's saying it with a tone. I've taken off my clothes. How can I possibly put them back on? The whole Shira Shirim goes on Yidin and Ebersh and so on. And the Katenti the, the, the goes on the, the Gardim of the the filthy clothes of the weekdays. When I, it was a, it was a, listen, they want him to be a Rebbe. He was a Tzadik Zichr. He was a very great Nisham. He was a big person. And by Emma Tzich Nishtoka, like, how did he take off Big Day Shabbos and put on Big Day Hill? It was Matzah Shabbos. And he couldn't get away from Shabbos. He was so far Shabbos. He was completely immersed. And he wasn't acting. He was doing it, but what? Emma take out. For Shabbos, he had I stripped away. I disconnected myself from Gashmir. How am I going to put myself back into it? I separated myself from the filth of El Mazen. He came from Shabbos. Now for you and for me, Shabbos is what? A different diet and more hours to sleep. But for Tzadik and Gemurim, they, they're in a different place. And Shabbos ends. How can I go back to the weekdays? Talking about Shabbos ending, I'll tell you my Rogach of a story, which I told you 50 times already. But again, for me and for you, this doesn't matter. But for Tzadik and Gemurim, they say they experience the passions. A yid walked into this madrish late Shabbos afternoon, and the great genius the Rogi Chavez, who could never sit in a seat for more than two seconds, is sitting in one spot, concentrating. He walks over, and the Rogi Chavez is looking at a watch, and the watch is ticking, tick, 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 and the Rogi Chavez is ticking with the watch, tick, tick, he's counting the seconds, tick, 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 tick. That's what Rabbi Shabbat said. He counted the seconds, and he said, Ice, no more. The Rabbi Shabbat was, Rabbi Shabbat, I mean, we have no hasad in the way to the Rabbi Shabbat, his goiness. And the Rabbi Shabbat was very, very consumed by the phenomenon of time. The thing of time, that it's not passive, it's proactive, it's a real Matthias. And it was absolutely mind-boggling to him that a clock ticks another second, and it's not Shabbat anymore. And he was sitting there at the end of Shabbos, completely consumed by the possibility. You don't do anything, you don't change anything, and something unbelievably real changes in the world. Completely by itself. Because another second takes by. Shabbos, the world's on a higher plane. We don't feel it, but big time can feel it. Shabbos passes, what happens? Tick, 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 ice. That's it, it's not Shabbos anymore. That was a chesed shavrengen. But the point is, the point is, the point is that on Shabbos we're not doing nothing. We're doing very real. We're not doing anything that involves work. In other words, not fixing our lives, not fixing things to live. We're living. But the quality of life is directly proportional to the fixing. If you don't fix. Shabbos is not Shabbos. Shabbos is not Shabbos. And the joy, the pleasure of Shabbos, the proactive 
activity of quote resting on Shabbos is directly proportional to the work you do a whole week. That's called Misha Tanakh. Bad of Shabbos, Then Shabbos ends and the next week begins. And you go back into the grind, you go back into the darkness, back into the night, back into the world of Birur, Hachirish, Vazereya, right? Vahakaitzer, Vahamir, Vahadosh, and so on. All the Mulachs of the week. The motivation to do this work is Shabbos. What does that mean? The motivation to do this work is the awareness that this gives the Ebesh Anachas Ruach and that one day we will see and feel and experience the joy of Shabbos. So Shabbos is the reward for the whole week. And it's the inspiration for the whole week. Shabbos gives light and warmth and joy and pleasure to the week that follows. And Shabbos draws its pleasure from the week that came. And if you don't have a week before, then Shabbos is not Shabbos. For Shabbos to be Shabbos, you have to have the avoid of the week that comes before it. And then the week that comes after is motivated by Shabbos. This is classic. This is typical. So the Marash says a little different. It's not that the six days before bless the Shabbos and the six days after are motivated by Shabbos. Every Shabbos is a blessing. And the blessing of Shabbos extends to the three preparatory days, the three days of preparation, and the three days of reward. The three days before Shabbos were preparing for Shabbos. And the three days after Shabbos were living in the glow of Shabbos. And this is a different shot. This commentary that Marash is atypical. What I just told you is the typical shot of Shabbos. The typical shot of Shabbos is that six days you work and then you have Shabbos. And Shabbos motivates the next six days of work. The Marash says Nishtazeh. Shabbos blesses six days. Not the six days that come after it. Not that it's blessed by the six days that come before it. But three and three. Shabbos blesses the preparation. Before Shabbos comes in, you have a koyach for Shabbos in the three days before. And the Shabbos blesses the three days that follow it. What is the blessing of the three days before Shabbos? And by the way, the dinistak, as you may or may not know, the till Tuesday you can make a dollar. Until Tuesday... You can be mad with the Saturday. There's a lot of Allah as we say Shabbos finishes on Tuesday. Okay? And this is just one thought on this sikh. Any questions? That's a big problem. The question was, if a person had Shabbos a whole week, the Gemara says in Yerushalmi, and I never learned Yerushalmi, the Rebbe says in Hebrew English, Talmud Chacham Mikri Shabbos. Talmud Chacham are called Shabbos. The Shimon Yechayim is called Shabbos. So if you don't work a whole week, what's Shabbos? You should know that Alpi Nigla, this is the reason for the Shavuosim. The reason for Muktzah. The reason for extra food on Shabbos, for different clothing on Shabbos. For people who work a whole week very, very hard, you don't need any of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Shabbos speaks for itself. Part of the reason for these halachas is that you have a person from a punic. The whole week he's, he's spoiled. So Shabbos afternoon, he, he doesn't need a whole 
week he moves the stones around in his backyard. Or he, whatever he does, he replaced for So Abish said there has to be a distinction of inigo technically for such a person. But if the change of Shabbos is like it says in the Yikudas Itachayim that a whole week it's Shnei Shlishim Nigla and Shlish Nistir. The primary learning is Nigla the Teda, and Nigla the Teda is called Bira Tevara Eitzadas Tevara, and Shabbos is Eitachayim. Shabbos Taked Iker Avoid the Dikel Limud. Shabbos is Pimis Atayim. So a person who doesn't learn Pimis Atayim, Kabbat Takad with the cash. I mean, the pen of us are lent against the you understand what I'm saying? Because there is a 40th job, which you do taka on Shabbos alone. Live! Not prepare to live, live! The pleasure of all the preparation. Eat the food, don't cook it. Okay, but not to find next to the